We fucked up recording this episode pretty bad, so it is a few days late. Also Alex forgot to record an opening joke. So we will just remind you that 40% of police officer families experience domestic violence. Hello everybody and welcome back to Ballin' Out. I am your married host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rosalion. It's fine. You know, I'm 30. It's fine. It's fine that I host an anime podcast with two married men. It's fine. It's fine I'm here recording a podcast with two married men at 10.30 at night. It's fine. And. It's fine. And. And my married boy, Alex Patak. I host a podcast with my married friend and my single friend, it's fine. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm not single. I'm just, it's funnier to be upset. You know, we're reunited and it feels so good. You know what I think is funny is dog gifs. I thought you were going to say jizz and I was going to just And our guest this week, Aubrey Sanderson. Hey friends, thanks for having me. And just you know, let's get it. Let's get it all out there. Uh, also married. Oh Jesus! Oh yes. Also married. Yeah, happily, yeah. if I may, married. happily, very happily married. <laughs> Feels good just having the ring on your hand. It does. It's it's nice to it's nice to sh- have someone to share this walk through life with you. This is my first foray into jewelry. I think it's the beginning of a long road. You should keep. You've got you've got nine more marriages you can do now. You got ten fingers, That's man. True. That's how that works. I'm a big supporter of man jewelry. I'm looking forward to my thumb marriage. Yeah, that that the first thumb marriage is always really special. I hear the second one is a disaster. It's a fucking mess. The one marriage looks all stumpy, you know. All right, yeah, the person you marry looks like the finger that you put the ring on. If not at first, after ten or fifteen years, it's unavoidable. <laughs> Alyssa, you look like my ring finger. Good for you. <laughs> Sounds like something's brewing there, man. Yeah, Alyssa's not on mic. Shout outs to Alyssa. Keep it up. Um, before we move on from this topic, there is, uh, I do think it is relevant, at least to our podcast fans, uh, that my ring was made by a swordsmith. Very relevant. <laughs> it was made by a Canadian swordsmith who makes wedding rings to fund his passion project of medieval swords. I mean, that's cool. Just, I had a long time ago decided that marriage is not for me. You guys are really just knocking that on home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't this is a man who made a decision that he only wants to bring together otaku unions. <laughs> <laughs> and like those weird LARPing weddings where they're like oh, you yeah, have to yeah, come yeah. to our wedding but you also have to bring a viking axe <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way it is a pre-monoctus style ceremony <laughs> so that will be part of the ceremony <laughs> uh, we they not- throw the bouquet whoever catches it is the lord <laughs> <laughs> just one of those fun ren fair couples with so many visible veins <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Aubrey, hi. Yes, hi. Uh, we like to start the podcast off by talking to our guests about Dragon Ball and anime, what your experience with them are. Uh, were you a fan of Dragon Ball? 
Of course, of course. You know, Dragon Ball was my, you know, like I knew anime existed. Uh, we called it Japanimation back then. Uh, but what? <laughs> what? Like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait if you guys, is that a, do you guys all know about? Did y'all not call it Japanimation growing up? No, because I'm from New York. I've oh. never Seriously, before. Sister, I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and we sure as shit called it oh, Japanimation yeah. there. I'm from Richmond, where we add the country to the world. Yeah, man, you gotta let them know. Uh, no, man, yeah. so like, I, I was a big, I loved the, I, as a kid, I loved the idea of anime, um, but I couldn't, it just wasn't available to me anywhere, except for it was really expensive at Suncoast, right? Um, and so I just, I didn't have access to it. Um, I would, you know, stumble across like I would read like Sailor Moon episode guides and stuff on like really early Internet websites um, that would inevitably turn really creepy really quickly. And uh, yeah, of course. So it's just for this one, they're going to believe in love. <laughs> I know that's, it's, it's it's suitable. I'm on this episode, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I I. I remember always wanting to like anime and wanting to be into it, but I just didn't have any access to it. And so when Dragon Ball Z started airing on Toonami, um, that was like a watershed moment for me. That was absolutely massive for me because all of a sudden, not only was there something on TV right after school every single day, but it was the best one. It was the one. It was the one. It was the one that like hit me exactly where I lived. None of these characters are in love. Ever. They, they <laughs> never will be. The, the show hit you in Virginia. Yep, it, it, it hit me in my Virginia. <laughs> oh my god, Max Ogle is gonna be so jealous. We had another person from Virginia. On. He's from West Virginia. They're That's a different Virginia. They're oh, very, very different. Listen, I was about to say, I'm yeah, dumb as shit. <laughs> I formed half of seven coal mine jokes before I realized it was the wrong state and I had to move on. <laughs> Man, I grew up. I grew up hearing so many West Virginia jokes, and they're all like really classist and terrible and like really mean spirited. But you know, every every state has the other state that they look down their nose at. And for us, it was West Virginia. And now I live in, I live in Los Angeles now and people in Los Angeles, I, I think that they don't even realize that there is a difference between Virginia and West Virginia, or maybe I just give off like West Virginia. Hell yeah, dude. No way. No way. They don't know. People think I'm from West. People say I'm from West Virginia all the time out here. And I have to like, I have to, um, I have to get my rage in check. It's like an instinctual anger that bubbles <laughs> from so many decades of these terrible mean-spirited jokes and then i feel bad about it i feel bad that i i get angry about it it's like a it's a whole it's a whole journey man it would be funny if you moved out to la and they were just twice as mean about west virginia yeah <laughs> yeah basically mean to me until they realize i'm from the real virginia <laughs> a state they're nowhere near <laughs> uh do you remember any good ones do you have what like an example oh uh yeah um did you know that the the toothbrush was invented in West Virginia? Oh, really? Yeah, what? yeah. Because otherwise, it'd be called the teeth brush. Fuck yes, fuck you, Got West him. Virginia. Got him. Boom, Got boom. Him. It's called the plural. I Get out of your coal mine and pluralize. <laughs> um, okay, so we were talking about uh, Dragon Ball Z kind of like coming at the right time in your life. Like, yeah. how deep did you get into Dragon Ball? Um, yeah, I. I 
got very deep into Dragon Ball Z. Um, Dragon Ball OG wasn't available. Like it just, they just didn't air it anywhere near where I lived. Or if they did, I didn't know about it. Um, but again, this is, you know, this is like late nineties. Um, and so there were many, many places for me to go read those episode guides. Uh, and I, (laughs) and I did it for all of it, not just for original Dragon Ball, which I couldn't watch, but I read ahead for Dragon Ball Z. I read GT stuff. I read movie guide, yeah. like like the recaps and stuff for all the movies and stuff. Just uh, to that clarify, was... my man, we're both kids from like the nineties. Like we didn't know Dragon Ball existed until like ten years later. Yeah, yeah man. The idea of like reading these episode guides is like ringing so true with me. Where like there just was like this weird feeling of like, well, if I know what happens in the Dragon Ball, then I have it up on my friends. <laughs> Dude, that was real. That was real. My Because fr- if I didn't read it, my friends would, my lousy late 90s high school friends would talk down to me and be really shitty because I don't know, like, what happens to Piccolo later on in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah, man. They say like SSJ and you're like, what is that? What's the like, J for? They're like, Super Saiyan, there's a J in it. <laughs> yeah, and then, they, so and then they, they snort laugh themselves to death. Yeah, yeah and they like, they mush your face with their hand a little bit. They 90s bully you, they tell you to talk to the hand, but then they mush you or your face with the hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you got into, you got into Dragon Ball Z, we're reading all these episodes, guys. Like what other, uh, what other anime did you get into? You know what? Um, for me, it wasn't because I'm a big comics guy. Um, and for me, the the next step after Dragon Ball was manga. Um, and so, like, I I devoured most of most of the stuff that I really loved um, from that kind of like manga anime nexus. Um, I did on the I did on the manga side. So I was a big big Lone Wolf and Cub fan. There's like a thousand volumes of that. Yeah, there's too many of them. Um, but they're dope. They're all- <laughs> They're all really, really good. Um, I really loved. Um, I really loved Akira, of course. That was foundational stuff. Uh, and then I kind of took some time off, man. Um, I went through a phase where, so like, I I read a bunch of Naruto and One Piece, and but that was later. And I, I don't know. I think I was just too like I wasn't the right age for it, you know? Um, because yeah. it's they they work real similar like i don't think they're as good as dragon ball i don't think anything's as good as dragon ball you you have your first child and you're holding it in your arms and uh, like, young goku yeah. Stitterson. not as good <laughs> <laughs> so not stacking up to that to the cell saga when you turn perfect i'm never gonna top that you, you can't break any meteors it's a fact <laughs> <laughs> if i throw you through a mountain you're gonna die <laughs> um Shit, where were we? Manga. Um, I was listing manga that I liked at you. So Astro yeah. Boy, Lupin. Did you ever read stuff by, I'm trying to remember this artist's name because I never get to talk about comics on this show. I'm sorry, I'm like. R.L. Stein? R.L. Stein, yeah. The Steininator. He made Tekken Concrete and uh, the Sunny series. Oh, yeah. I liked Tekken Concrete. I don't remember his name, though. Um, but I, I dug that. I, I, I dug that book. Artist, and I feel like a jackass for not remembering his name. It's R.L. Stein. Stein. <laughs> oh, we already figured that. <laughs> <laughs> you made manga scary. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Did, so you feel like Dragon Ball is your favorite out of all of these? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you know a big part of that comes from when I started watching it. You know, and there's always that 
the nostalgia aspect to things. Um, but man, I adore suit. So I, I, I was really excited to watch our episode uh, this week because I re- like only a couple months ago did I finish um, Super, and because congratulations, thank you. It was an ordeal, but it was it was really fun. Uh, and honestly, like I was shocked by how much I loved it. Still, like I was worried that like kind of the blush was gonna be off the rose, but no, I adore it. And I think a lot of it has to do with another of my great nerd loves, which is professional wrestling. Like, I I think there's a lot of similarities in the structure and the pacing and kind of like how Dragon Ball works compared to wrestling. And as a big wrestling head, and I, you know, I did a big wrestling graphic novel that came out last year. um, It's been really fun to me to go for me to go back to Dragon Ball and kind of see all this stuff and like to watch kind of like the build to the pay-per-view or the heel turns or, or like the yeah. way new int- new characters get introduced and are immediately like put over with a big win and stuff like that. Uh, it's that a lot of... Because I think the writing in Super is horrible except for the tournament because like they stretch everything out and then it happens very quickly and then just fizzles out. Like, yeah. Are we talking like- about in Super? I mean, like the Zamasu stuff was interminable. It was just the worst. But from my understanding, that wasn't Toriyama. That was like they got ahead of the manga and then they had to kind of just make shit up uh, to stall for time, which is what it feels like, right? I, it did feel a bit like wrestling when Vegeta came out and then crammed Kor's light cans onto his head and yeah, exploded. Yeah. Bro, and I thought there was no way I could like Vegeta more, but you just, you figured it out. You cracked it <laughs> Vegeta drove that Zamboni into the middle of the ring. <laughs> and then he beat the shit out of uh, fucking Beerus, and he was like, uh, you know, I mean business. Wait, so we did, did somebody ask for a saying as cold as the Rockies? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so we think that uh, that Vegeta is kind of like a stone cold type of character. No, not at all. Vegeta is totally stone cold. Yeah. He's totally stone cold. He's the bad guy who became a good guy because how cool he is. Yeah, no. he's cool, Katie. I, I think Vegeta's more he's a corporate man, for sure. So like you think like, he's uh, Vince McMahon? Is that what you're saying? No, You think Vegeta's like, Vince McMahon? Or is McMahon? he the IRS? No. He could like, be like Shane, because he's like a prince. You know, he's like the yeah, son. I think he's Shane because he's a dad that keeps fucking embarrassing himself mm. to everybody how powerful he is. But, but in impressively good shape, both of them. In shot yeah. in alarmingly good shape. But is Goku John Cena? This is a question we've often approached, <laughs> but never damage for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Goku does not have one rap album on the books. That's How does Goku feel about the troops? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah there, you know he loves there the is troops. a Twitter page that firmly indicates Goku's love of the oh troops. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> well, if on Twitter, I don't. I mean, I can't argue with that. Goku on Twitter is the absolute worst account, I think, because it's all just like I just got the call from from uh, King Yama. Uh, John McCain has passed through to the Ooh. other world. Boo! <laughs> Sad face emoji and a million retweets, and you're like, right off. <laughs> John McCain has crashed his plane into the home for infinite losers. <laughs> John McCain has come back like Doctor Giroux with that weird brain thing going on on the top. <laughs> <laughs> this Memorial Day, remember everyone we lost at Normandy that we couldn't bring back with the Dragon Balls. <laughs> It's Where like we're talking about professional we're wrestling. About wrestling. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm so, the one who's not drinking Red Bull. So wait, if I um, have my own wings, if uh, so, if, if Vegeta's not <laughs> stone cold, you're an angel. is there anybody that's a stone cold? Uh, in uh, Dragon Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's like our stone cold character? Um, 
Piccolo's kind of like a stone cold. I don't think anyone's stone cold. Aubrey said Piccolo. Do you refute that? Stone cold, uh, I think Piccolo's too moral. Yeah, I don't believe that Piccolo drank. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a big part of the stone cold character. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really feel like anyone really fits that archetype that he's like a party boy, like getting revenge on his own turf. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yamcha is the closest, I but think, he's, but he's not tough enough. No, he's like Yano or some shit. I think that Piccolo is Ray Mysterio Jr. All right. <laughs> the third wrestler I know. <laughs> I think he does a lot of good flips, but he's very short. He's all about Latino living. <laughs> is there a rock? The two of you are so funny. Oh, thank you. Don't get too close. I'm taken. (laughs) (laughs) I have a contract with the Lord. There's a wrestler here so someone can throw me into the fucking sun. Oh, no. Yeah, look out for the sun in my apartment, by the way. Oh, maybe we should make this official since we're talking about wrestling. I believe there's been a challenge made on Mr. Alex Patak uh, by a one Alex Worldwide Keller. Worldwide! I'm not wrestling any professional wrestlers. You're gonna I'm giving this in the bud right now. You're going to wrestle him. We're going to stream it on Twitch for charity. It's going to be great. I don't know. That dude's always bleeding everywhere. I think he would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a video of him throwing his friend off a 30-foot balcony. <laughs> Don't you want to be that friend? No! <laughs> I do. I want to be put out of my fucking misery. If you're a wrestler and you want to choke slam me into the dirt, come on down, because I'm ready to end this shit. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Man. I am Alex's Man. manager, and I am making this official. Alex Worldwide Keller, you are called out. Oh shit. You are, you are gonna pay, and, and Alex is gonna make you pay. I'm gonna eat your ass, Buster. <laughs> As the chairman of of, of Regional Ridgewood Wrestling, wrestling. as the chairwoman of Regional Ridgewood Wrestling, I hereby declare the match between uh, Alex Angel Face Patak and Alex Alex Seymour Angel Face Patak and Alex Worldwide Keller officially on the books. So it is written, so it is done. Ring the bell. I'll insert it later. I regret ringing the bell. So, Aubrey. <laughs> yes. So, okay, Dragon Ball is your favorite anime. We've decided that. You're heavy into manga, and you've explored all of the arts. Arts and farts. All- but why did you get bullied for? Yeah, why did you get bullied for? <laughs> what did people hold you down and then uh, make you put in your mouth? Oh, me? Wait, what did I get bullied for? How did they bully me? Uh, I guess what first and then how. Okay, then we'll go We'll go from there. Uh, man, being super into Dragon Ball didn't help, certainly. I was like a nerdy drama kid as well. Um, and I dressed like a goon. Like I, in the late nineties, there were these like, like these shimmery, like polyester, like club shirts. Do you remember those? But they were like, yeah, of course. Characters on the shirt, like as in lettering. No, 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 not like that. Like the they were like I don't know. They weren't tight. They weren't like tight club shirts. They were like I don't know. They were like um, EDM before EDM. They were like raver type shirts, right? Yeah, I'm picturing um, uh, Seth Green in uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Shirts like that. Um, That didn't help either. (laughs) (laughs) Take me now. 
right, go on, go on, go on. Uh, things I got bullied for, um, drama what? stuff. Did I say that? Wait, what did you, what did you say? You so were you're wearing about? these shimmering, shiny yeah, shirts. Yeah, I would have like those wacky, shimmery, shiny 90s shirts, and that wasn't cool. You're a, you're a messy bitch who loves drama. Yeah, man. I uh, I was kind of greasy. Um, I uh, I don't know. Uh, doing drama stuff instead of sports. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, man. <laughs> uh, what was your best role in drama club? Did you get the leading man of things, or did they make you fall on your face all the time? Sister, I was always the leading man. Please. Uh, yeah. I played... I played... King. I played the, I played the cowboy guy in Bus Stop. I played Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. I was oh, killing it. I was huge. I was getting hit in the face with stuff all the time. <laughs> was, the, was the audition for Puck just whoever's wearing the most shimmering shirt? <laughs> Bro, I had to do I had to do Puck shirtless, which was like a real. Oh, I don't know. That was like <laughs> you're like uh, you're like Samson with your power taken away. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. No, I, that was a tough thing. It's like a I don't know. It's like a insecure teenager. Like, oh yeah, well now you've got this role. Congratulations. Now you have to pop that shirt off in a couple months in front of the entire <laughs> student body terrible terrifying start exercising i did not pent- enough because <laughs> puck- i am big pentameter yeah <laughs> is puck the, he's like a wolf butt guy right he's like a he's like a goat what do you call a satyr a satyr satyr yeah he's a satyr he's a satyr respect his he's a satyr and it's a goat butt not a wolf butt respect yes. it respect puck he's a satyr next year in israel <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds really cool though did you get like a I feel like people must respect that because you're the you're the dawn. Oh, uh, they were they must have respected me playing puck. Yeah, because you're getting the lead role. Uh, we must have gone to very different high schools. I think. Yeah, I went to uh, <laughs> Shakespeare High. Did you? Okay, not quite as impressive. Not quite as impressive as being on the wrestling team at uh, at my high school. Oh, you know what? I was on the wrestling team, and we all just looked up to whoever played puck. That year. was that it. <laughs> It's very different, man. We should have switched places. We've had much better times. In another world, 9-11 changed everything. <laughs> Second of all, you couldn't call in fun bomb threats to get out of testing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that used to be a fun thing you could do. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to take... The- Ask TJ Miller. Run- I don't want to run the mile today, so... Gonna call bomb friend in the school. <laughs> um, Truly, the '90s were a different time. <laughs> anyway, should we uh, get into this episode? If we must. Buster Cannon, everyone. It's me, Mega Man. You may remember me from such titles as Mega Man and Mega Man Two. I'm here today selling some of the most exciting products you'll ever find. I'm talking about Mega Man brand knives. With these handy dandies, you can bust right on through average kitchen obstacles like Carrot or Onion Man. That's right. These knives are so sharp, you'll think they came off of Cutman's head, but they didn't. I made them in a factory in Vietnam. Also, for no reason, you should support the Ballin' Out Super Podcast, help make premium episodes. For just $5 a month, you get a whole other episode a week. 
Wow, that's almost as good a value as my incredibly sharp knives I sell now. I'm gonna do it quiet because it's late. It's late, everyone. It's late. The title of this episode is Showdown of Love The Androids versus the Second Universe. The Showdown of Love sounds like a, like a, a monster ballad. Aubrey was actually lead in Showdown of Love. Oh yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. I had to do that one pantsless. That was, yeah, that was played, different. Uh, the lead role, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry to tell you this, Aubrey, but you will have to be shirtless for the role of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> pantless, I think, for that one. Right? It's both. The it's whole both. high school will be there. Only the socks. Only socks. The goat bottom. Uh, uh, fuck has a wolf, has a, a a goat head, and then a naked human body. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's like a, a like Planet of the Concords video. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Equus. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, we're on. Uh, Harry Potter did Equus, and everyone in New York's like, "Let's go see Harry Potter's Ding Dong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like the biggest appeal of that show. Is everybody's like, "Let's go see that Harry Potter kid's dick." It's gonna be weird. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He was just in Harry Potter, and now we see his dick on stage. Yeah, it's fucking wild. <laughs> this is like a stone's throw from him being a stripper now. <laughs> 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 it worked that into the plot of Harry Potter. You're the boy with the dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lightning bolt shaped dick. <laughs> yeah, this was a crazy episode of Dragon Ball. <laughs> Goku's panting because he just did a big old beam and he's out of energy again. What's going to happen? He everyone? beat two ladies. <laughs> Yeah, Gohan makes a big note of that. He's like, wow, my dad fucking rules. He beat up two women. <laughs> <laughs> Gohan's just grasping at straws to still respect his dad. And Piccolo even's like, dude, he's weak as fuck right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can't respect that. Vegeta's here, and he's mad. And he's fighting the common Rider, uh, who uh, is like a magic eight ball. And when he shakes his common Rider belt, it changes letters of the alphabet. I was too tired to understand what the letters do, but this time he's the letter B. The B is for battle. 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 Oh, battle. Um, It's not for Big Bad Boy. It's for battle. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's for battle. I think it's for bad baby. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cash me outside. How about that? Aubrey, you're, you're a man of much manga readership. Do you understand where where the cop, uh, space cop character is coming from? The one fighting Vegeta? The one y'all were just talking about. The one you called you called Kamen yeah, yeah. Rider? Uh, I don't know exactly. Um, that's kind of one of the fun things about the Tournament of Power, I think, is trying to figure out which of these things are references and which ones are just batshit weird, weird, right, weird like bits from Toriyama's brain. Even Rebrianne and, like, the Sailor Moon knockoffs, like... They're not really very Sailor Moon. Like, there's things about them that are Sailor Moony, but they're also, like, just totally bizarre and off the wall. Um, yeah, so, I, no, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a, a parody of pension heroes, which are, like, Common Rider, Ultraman, uh, Johnny Five, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I, not Johnny Five. I yeah, Johnny it. Five is a robot. No, there's a, there's a kid that turns in, they can control a, uh Egyptian-themed robot. And that's Johnny Appleseed. Uh, no, but yeah. anyway, plants uh, a robot every day. <laughs> I, 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 you know, because a lot of the heroes in the tournament, you can tell what they're from immediately. You're like, oh, you're from the movie Gremlins. 
Don't read your universe after midnight. You're a, you're a dog. You're from dog <laughs> Yeah, but this guy seemed very vague to me. I understand he's something. No, he's He's a, B for he's, battle mode. He's uh he's like it's what you're experiencing is he's a really common Japanese pop culture archetype that just like does not exist yeah. in the United States except yeah. for Power Rangers. Um, He's the Blue Lives Matter uh, uh, warrior. Yeah. Yeah. He's B for Vendetta. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, that was somebody's uh, MySpace name for sure. Someone named Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Vegeta does says something that I kind of miss, and he just allows himself to get punched in the face a bunch, and I'm like, oh, so it's one of those days. Yeah. Uh, he's just like, yeah, I love getting punched in the face. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> ha. Got you. And then he grabs him. But yeah, he looks like he's really enjoying it for a little bit. He's trying to awaken that ultra instinct, man. Yeah, he's trying to like yeah, nag that... himself into ultra instinct. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Or, you know, uh, he's just trying to get a sub drop. I'm just trying to feel <laughs> it for once. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so after he gets the shippy out of him, he punches him real good. And then uh, the Xenos are like, more fighting is good. I'm like, I agree, you babies. Right, they're mm-hmm. thinking what we're thinking, which is nice. Xenos are my favorite, man. Um, the Xenos? I, yeah, they're my absolute favorite. Because they're standing for... Brand new opinion, and I've never... Like, <laughs> are you okay? What? Let the man speak. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I adore them, man. They are, they're stand-ins for us. They want all the same things we want. They just want a good fight. And 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 that's it. They care about nothing else, and they are adorable. I think I can't relate to anything you're saying. This right? is really mad. But this is the counterpoint: is if they're supposed to be us, how come they're babies? And I'm not a baby. Yeah, yeah I'm not a baby. Are you saying? Well, I hate to break it to you, boys, but you're married babies. No, no, you're babies who got married. I know. Yeah, yeah. No. To be fair, I'm oh, look at my widow fingers. Baby. Oh no. <laughs> I'm shrinking as we speak. The finger doesn't even fit on my the, the, the ring doesn't even fit on my finger anymore. Oh, I'm I'm looking down and my shorts are forming into a onesie. Oh no. Look at the comically sized safety pin on the front of my diaper. Oh no. I, I'm actually in music videos. I'm bad baby. <laughs> Catch me outside, how about that? AMC. NC <laughs> Acting. Los Angeles. <laughs> the Universe 2, Cleopatra's like, hey ladies, now's our time to go fuck up Goku. So they go over and we're like, we're gonna fuck you up with love, Goku. It's Ribrianne, aka Big Girl. We got Wiggly Noodle Girl, Rosie, and some guys. And they're like, we're gonna all fuck you up at once. We're here to listen. And Beerus goes, hey eyelashes, it's fucked up to gang up on someone all at once, and she says the literally only the logic, only the first logical thing I've heard this whole tournament where she's like, of course we're going to gang up on them. We're trying not to get genocided. Right, it's a fight for our lives. Yeah. Which we all say every episode to Dragon Ball Super as we watch it, we say this is a fight for your lives. Please take this seriously. It's a fight for your lives. And then uh, they fight one-on-one for eight hours that somehow takes place in 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aubrey, do you have any theories about the time scaling of the Tournament of Power? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've heard y'all, I've heard y'all kind of ponder over it, but it, it never really bugged me that much because they're show, you know, all this stuff is happening concurrently. 
And so they can't show, you know, so they, they take an episode to show like, you know, this fight over here. But meanwhile, there's this other shit going on. And like, I don't know, I don't have a spreadsheet to see if it all makes sense or not, but know, it doesn't really trouble me all that much. So if you consider the Tournament of Power arc like the movie Vantage Point. Which one was that? The, was that a Colin Farrell movie? No, it's the one where it's the one accident happening over and over again for an hour and a half. And it's oh, Nicholas. no. Oh, man. Is it? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know the name of the movie, but this was a movie and it was big. It was a few years ago and the tournament's like that, isn't it? That's yeah, it's exactly movie. like that. That movie that we don't <laughs> know what it is. Way to go. <laughs> Thanks, man. I love anime. <laughs> <laughs> We go to the Android, 17 and 18. Uh, they have a heartfelt conversation where uh, Android 18's like, busted her ankle and 17 patches it up and they weirdly have sexual tension for two siblings. But I don't care because I love 17. He is my Android doll boyfriend. Um, it is, it's weird to see anyone have a wounded ankle in Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the androids, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like Wolverine. They have they're supposed to have like metal bones. Titanium bones. Well, I guess like it turned to regular bone. My bone. It also just looks like a it also just looks like a rug burn too. Like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't look like something that really requires treatment. Yeah, it's like a big mosquito bite. Oh, how funny would it be if Wolverine had like a like I guess it would be a Dragon Ball wish or something that would make his metal bones regular bones? And then his claws come out, and they're just bones. Dude, that happened in the comics, man. Magneto ripped all the adamantium off his skeleton, and then yeah. he had bone claws. It was dope. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Whoa, yeah. dude, Wolverine should be in the Tournament of Power. There should have like this. Is, like I, I know this is like fantasy booking Dragon Ball, but every time I watch a try a Tournament of Power episode, all I can think about is how like. I love I love Rebrianne and her gang of Sailor Moon weirdos. They should have done that with all these other archetypes too. You know, like like as huge as the Marvel movies are internationally, I'm shocked they didn't have some superheroes running around. Like like one of the oh universe's God. champions are superheroes. There's like the Thanos looking guy. I think dogs are superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dog Universe was supposed to be the Avengers. Yeah, I think okay, yeah, you could say that dogs are, you know, because they, they have applications in both the police and fire departments. Yes. So in a lot of ways, they are heroes. Yes, they're, they're real heroes. Yeah. Or, you know, it was an homage to Crypto, the super dog. Mm, or yes. um, Underdog. Underdog, yeah. yeah. Lest we forget. Lest we forget Underdog. I think the one with the stinky paws, that was Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, Iron Man's pee-pee smell like Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> you spent all day in a suit, you Fritos foot bitch. <laughs> God, uh, is that And he's dead. I'm Spoiler. Okay, so 18 says 17, like, Goku told me that if you win 17, you're going to bring your family on a boat so we can finally sail into international waters and wed without resistance. <laughs> and she then also says, it's cool that you dream. I mostly just wish that Krillin made more money. Yikes. Word for word. Yeah. Subtweeting Krillin in her wish. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, Krillin always annoys me, but his appearance in this episode was more heinous than normal. Yeah. Although I do like, uh, I do like that little shot at him. I think that was like a nice. Oh yeah, little... we're getting there. Oh yeah, I love, I love it when uh, eighteen tops him down. 
Yeah. I like I like that too, but but because he redeemed himself. He's how she won. Yeah, he won she won she won by him yelling at her <laughs> Because their love, the love they share together. That's what this episode was about. Man yells at them. You know, I did that. I did that because I helped. I did it because I said 18 a bunch. No, I said I 18 it. over and over again, yeah. and then she did oh, the thing. Okay. She did it. it she me. needed my strength. I'm an ally. <laughs> it's not that she just realized out of nowhere that she had a move she could do. It's that I said 18. I said it. I said 18. It was me. It was at this point the altercation. I tactically <laughs> yelled my wife's name. <laughs> Is that this point that I discharged my wife's name? I discharged my compliments. <laughs> discharged them. Oh my god. Uh, I'm fucking losing my mind. It's yeah. hard to podcast in the summer, everyone. Yeah. People oh, don't god. realize it's hot. It's got a, I know every podcast right now is talking about it, but it's it's just But true. no one's really talking about it. <laughs> is it even hotter in LA? What's the temp in LA? Oh, right now it's nice. It's like in it's like in the probably in the low seventies. Oh well, look at you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's great out here. Seventies, guys. They have they have UCB classes out here too. <laughs> it's really great. You'd love it. You'd all love it out here. Uh, although I bet all of our European listeners are fucking pissed at us calling like eighties hot. Isn't it like fucking 110 out yeah, there right now? Yeah, they're on fire straight up. It's like ridiculous. Our Indian listeners are furious. <laughs> it's 125 degrees as the earth melts. Yeah, it's it's bad. The world's ending, everybody. And they're all DJs. You have to just watch anime. Ooh. Yeah. If anything, we need more anime fans and DJs. Yeah. I'm going to need your guys' help with this a little bit because I did take notes, but it's just like so much fighting. Yeah, what you're going to want to know coming out of this fight is uh, we're mostly going between... The androids and Ribbon and Rosie. Rosie. Yes. Now, what's on display here is the power of the Marianne mentality. That's what this fight is really true. Interesting. <laughs> Faith in the moon. <laughs> Crystal energy. The the immense power of love as a conquering force. You see, yes. that is what we're talking about here, and that is Marianne. Yeah, she know. uh she shoots a big heart. They they uh. Mary, the Ribriad and the, the uh, fucking Williams. and Rosie made a heart and they shoot it at Goku and then Android 17 shoots it in half, Bon Jovi style, yeah, yeah, yeah. struck through the heart and it's too late. And so what he you represents. Beam's a bad name. Yeah, yeah Beam's a Android bad 17 name. is Bernie Sanders in this case, shushing Mary. <laughs> 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 and destroying the power <laughs> with a shush and a wagging finger. <laughs> He does a lot of shushing this episode. <laughs> it's mostly what he's doing, yeah. Then remember when Bernie Sanders fixed that girl's ankle? <laughs> it's just a wound. Uh, As a park ranger, I deal with many similar circumstances. Rosie uh, says she's looking at Seventeen. She's like, "He's mine. I'm gonna fuck him up." And it just reminds me of when you're at a bar with a bunch of your thirsty ass friends. It's like, "Don't talk to that guy at the bar with a questionable beard. He's mine." I'm like, whatever, sis, have him. <laughs> have him in his beard with yeah. the weird Evangelion dad beard. Yeah, take him, Jesus. <laughs> um, and now fighting. Yeah, there's a lot of different fights this episode. Yeah. Each another sweet to be treasured. 
Yeah, there's a lot of fisties and punchies. The three men are left to kind of stare at Goku and be like, do we do what the women say or do we not? Cut right. away. Uh, we got fisties and punchies with Rosie and Seventeen. We got beams. We got Ruby Ann shouts and then shoots hearts at 18. There's hearts everywhere. And then she uh, says, what's wrong? Are you scared of being loved? And I'm like, Yes. Yes. I thought we made this clear. We're fighting because we're afraid of our feelings. That's the whole premise of this fucking show. That is show. what Dragon Ball is about. We are afraid of love. I'm a machine woman and I'm attracted to my twin. <laughs> and I'm married to this tiny bald cop. So I don't have to process that feeling. <laughs> I'm married to a man, and we produced a child the same size as that man at the age of six. Who is named after his ex-girlfriend in a totally not weird way. <laughs> None of us are running from our feelings. We're all fine. <laughs> the thing about 18 is she's so mighty in battle, but she has a lot of vague moves. Yeah, it sucks because she is really cool. I would, I would like her to have some name moves. She has moves like yellow ball and long yellow ball. <laughs> yeah, she's fun. Are they going to do that thing from Fighter Z at some point where the two of them float like upside down to each other and do the like sorry goodbye? Well, I mean, that's like from when they used to murder people. Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll do it in Dragon Ball when we watch the Trunks movie. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> Dragon Ball. He's behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, a lot of different fights. Aubrey, did you have a, a favorite of the different ones? Yeah, man. I, I, y'all just y'all ripped it to shreds. But I, I actually really liked the moment with number. I always get the number. The 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 lady android. I always get the numbers mixed up. She's she's eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. eighteen son. Uh, I, <laughs> I like the moment with her feeling the power, using the power of Krillin's love to oh defeat to defeat them. I like that stuff, man. That's you are the most enemy guest I have ever. I'm sorry. Had. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I uh, I like that stuff about Dragon Ball. Honestly, like I I like kind of the very the on, like, of it. I like y'all y'all were y'all just did like five minutes making fun of like how they use fighting to run from feelings. Uh but like my eye my view of it is they use fighting to kind of explore that stuff. Um and I don't know maybe maybe I'm being a little bit too generous but I thought that was really nice. I thought this was actually a really smart episode in that regard in that the way they ended up defeating Rebrianne, whose whole gimmick is love is the love between 18 and Krillin, especially after 18 had just been kind of running him down. I thought that was actually a really like definitely handled thing. It was smart. Here's the thing though. Krillin is a cop. And as we know, statistics say (laughs) 40% of cops beat their wives. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the one there. It doesn't because she's such a powerful woman. Yeah. It's it's like it's like an Israeli sort of thing where it's like, well, you both have the same, combat training it's kind of like a anyone's guess really <laughs> yeah that's what the character is based on it's an idf marriage between krillin and android <laughs> is really just killing it on the spot i mean that's why in the future trunks movie she murders goten after he throws a rock at her <laughs> and we've all wanted to murder goten am i right hey. yeah, yeah we've been there uh, I love it. Uh, 
Oh, like, boy. I, I don't even know where we're at. Well, they have a... It's miscellaneous fighting for the rest of the episodes. Yeah, just kind I guess, of dwell in it, you know? Just live in that moment. I guess some highlights is that the theme is that Android 1817, because they used to be genocide buddies, um, have that sibling... Uh, Twin telepathy. They have that... Uh, what's that... Uh, Kurt Vonnegut book where the, the deformed twins put their foreheads together and then the, the smartest... Slapstick, people. right? What? Was that, slap, was that slapstick? They got that slapstick shit going this on. This is fascinating. You two are like opposites of each other. but you're Except perfect. for our love of obscure, of lesser <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut novels. <laughs> um, like, uh, so they, they're doing this thing where they keep setting up that the people will shoot at them and then they skid or scat out of the way right at the last minute so they shoot them with their own attack. Oh, no. Like in Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they're smart. They're together. Like, they're all like incest friends. There's also incest in that book. So that's Remember funny. in the bombing of Dresden when they were like, we'll get them with their own attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was at this part in the episode, but there was a fun Namek battle with the last two guys from Universe 6, and uh, I was surprised they were from that universe. I yeah, just we, thought yeah. they were Namek's hanging out. We just found that out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes sense because Universe 6 is supposed to be a mirror. Yeah, and they have the Saiyans and stuff. So basically, they're working together, and then, yeah, 18 gets trapped in a uh, trick where she's trapped. They the, throw the Rose. That's a Naruto move on. Yeah, so uh, Rosie gets knocked out, and they're, so they're getting desperate. So, she, yeah, she does a Naruto move where she gets trapped in a heart balloon, and we think it's all over. Right. Well, because her whole team, who has been knocked out of the tournament, they waved their little heart toys that they all brought separately to give Ribrienne her power through love. And so she has even more love than usual. She's chock full of love. It's her graduation day. We love her so much. Right. And so they wave their Sailor Moon wands in the air, and they like do a love-themed spirit bomb, which makes her into a giant BBW with wings. Yeah, she's right. like a giant. She's towering above the whole Noah void. Her tits look amazing. They look great. Her wings are... She's she bursting like, with milk. Beautiful, uh, like, uh, I'm going to Burning Man level butterfly wings. Yeah, she's a BBW if both bees stood for butterfly. Butterfly, yes. butterfly, wolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how are we going to get out of this one? My dog now. How are they gonna get out of this? So on. Well, we uh, we skipped over the part in which Ribrian uh, is like, "How can you love Krillin? He's ugly as shit." Yeah, that was <laughs> cool. I love that. <laughs> that dude fucking sucks. <laughs> oh my god, that dude made me read a screenplay four times. <laughs> and I was just like, "Can I pay this parking ticket or not?" <laughs> His whole personality is he has tall friends. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, in order to break out free, as we discussed, 18 has a flash of her life together. And honestly, I think if this was a different marriage, it was like Chi Chi or someone, I actually could have gone behind it. But the close ups of Krillin going, calling for 18 and smiling made me hate him more than ever because it yeah. made me realize like to be married to Krillin. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, like, they made such a note of reminding us earlier that, like, 
he is a cop and he works for the police and like and he needs a raise. <laughs> he needs a raise. <laughs> it's fucking De Blasio. It's De Blasio. There's a reason why the cops turn their back on him on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> that would be funny if they just put it in the show. It's like, it's like a full minute of the show. Like this city used to be clean. <laughs> Krillin turning his back on anime Bill De Blasio. <laughs> uh, what animal would Bill De Blasio? So in Dragon Ball, the the, the President of the world is a dog. What animal yeah. would uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio? Oh, he's like be? a panda. He's got a panda's body. I feel like this is a racialized Bill de Blasio. Is it a racialized Bill de Blasio? No, no. Bill de Blasio is extremely Italian. That's true. Pandas are not Italian animals. Do you have an opinion on what anime animal Mayor Bill de Blasio would be, Alex? I think he's a weasel. Because oh. <laughs> they're long and he's so tall. Mm. Interesting. And this is why I think that. Aubrey, do you have an opinion on this? No, I live in Los Angeles. No, <laughs> I, have, I, I have zero opinions on Bill de Blasio. He's I running think- for president. He's on the national stage. Yeah, every, you, know, you know what? So am I. I'm running for president, too. I don't know. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, so I'll be in the third. I'll be in the third debate. On the record, on falling out super. <laughs> I've announced it. I've announced my campaign. Yeah, that, that's, that's the real reason I asked to come on. Robert Citizen, end quote. Really cool. <laughs> I bet Yankee has something to say about that. <laughs> I can give you a walrus. Okay. Um, Ooh, I like that. So she breaks out through the power of love, and Rubian's like, "Oh no! Everyone's gonna find out a bullshit." This was a fun moment because cool. we, did, I, I, we did gloss over for a second. So the montage she's having specifically is Krillin and Marin doing nice domestic household things, saying, "Hey, eighteen, hey, eighteen, yeah. I'm bringing you a wheel, wheelbarrow full of cheese, eighteen, hey, eighteen. And then in real life, it's just him noting. going, "Hey, hey, yeah, it's 18, him saying eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. Get, get your head in the game." <laughs> I mean, I used to. Uh, Apartments uh, as a t- cool teen was on Manhattan Avenue and Greenpoint. There used to be a cab stand that drunk people from New Jersey would get cabs from on the weekend. And all night, I just hear outside, Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, get in the car, Lisa, Lisa, and that's like the exact same. Vibe. And that empowers yeah. Lisa to defeat Rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa. Because once Lisa has the power of love, she realizes she can shatter the heart she's in and then go fist to fist with the giant BBW woman. Alice yeah. says that in a dramatic way, but yeah, she literally punches. So Riverian is a giant Godzilla sized lady right now, and Android. She's a kaiju woman. Yeah. Kaiju <laughs> woman. It's one of my favorite Mama songs. Let me breathe. Yeah. Uh, she punches her in the fist and it like explodes and it's cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to vouch for that. It was cool. It was cool, yeah. And she's I, like, I concur. Oh, cool. I'm, like, I'm going to fuck you up, sis. Take your hoops out. And Seventeen's uh, like, I'm here too. And, uh, and then she runs up her arm and she punches a hole her head, which I guess is not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like an illusion. Yeah, it was an illusion head. Yeah, you fell otherwise. for my illusion head. <laughs> <laughs> but the force of punching through her illusion head also sends Rivian, who I think it's just called Brienne when she's not all big. Yeah, Rivian sends her flying like off the flying off the level, and she's out. Rivian is like her Twitter name. Yeah, she's yeah. out. Um, I do like how supportive and emotionally balanced that universe is because Cleo 
who's their destroyer is just like you did your best like that's all we can ask for you should be proud of yourself for doing your best and they're like yes we are emotionally stable and then uh krillin and uh 18 give each other little high fives and i actually thought that was cute when they were like yeah we did it and the girls are like, oh, I guess heterosexuals do have love, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> also, as a married man myself, I could relate to the high five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I liked the Krillin and eighteen stuff. Just as a married man, it kind of yeah. it kind of landed for me. You know, actually, my my opinion of it is turning now. I think I actually really liked it. Yeah, I yeah. love yeah. high fiving my wife. I yeah, just, I have high five my wife all the time. It's the best. I'm gonna high five her when I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> Married to Krillin VR is like what I was experiencing. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't need that first person. Oh, the, like first the, person POV, the POV married to Krillin super <laughs> Yeah, I was, like, I was in some fucking black mirror situation. Like, that was like really unsettling. This is Reality me. King's worst video produced to date. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, horny married woman uh, peeks in on Krillin doing dishes. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> horny android loves it when hubby plays with baby. <laughs> hey, T. Hey. That's just his catchphrase now. That's what he says around the house. Alright, and is that the episode? Is there uh, and then the music, like, the announcer's like, also, Goku's still here, and he's still weak as fuck, what is he gonna do? Yeah, remember when these three guys said they were gonna fuck him up? Maybe that's next episode, who knows? <laughs> One of them's got a pipe, stay tuned! <laughs> and we love to see it. Yeah, You love do. to see it. You really do. Um, Alright, should we uh, rate the episode and get the fuck out of here? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, Alex, out of seven... Dragon Balls. One of seven Dragon Balls. I give this episode five Dragon Balls. I liked that it had a theme, and the theme was love. I also liked how much Android 17 we got. What a cool guy. Android 18's pretty cool, too. I like that they're twins, and that's why I gave it five balls. <laughs> Hi. America's sweetheart, KRL here. I also agree. Five balls. I'm going to tell you why. Good fighting, good friends, good times. Minus Papa two balls Jones. for Krillin. Popping <laughs> <laughs> uh, balls in the club with my boys. Uh, Aubrey, out of seven dragon balls. I'm giving. I'm going the full seven balls, man. Uh, lots of fighting. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> A balls load of fighting. So much fighting in this episode, which I love. Uh, and, you know, uh, I love that it spoke to me and my experiences as a married man. It really, it really, really, it really hit home. Uh, so seven, seven balls. Thank you for your service as a married man, by the way. Uh, you know what? It's my pleasure. I mean that honestly. You know, you're seen on the bus for <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give it uh, five out of seven Dragon Balls. I'm with you guys. I think it's like pretty, pretty okay. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, I don't like all the, all the Krillin uh, stuff. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. But anyways, uh, Aubrey, uh, because you collected seven out of seven dragon balls uh we are going to summon shenron or someone similar arise shenron i'm shenron but i'm a twin <laughs> not where i thought this was going you can't tell but somewhere else there's a different shenron I'm the other show. <laughs> there it is! 
It's just been quarantine. We're actually, we're not, we're fraternal twins. We're not identical. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what Oh, you still have the twin thing, even though you're not identical, though. We have twin telepathy, but with wishes. <laughs> She's always jealous I went to Risky for my famous voice. <laughs> Risky? <laughs> I was in the limited dragon singing program. <laughs> department. You and me together through the day and night. <laughs> Just a small sample of that. And she's jealous is my point. Do you want to have a fucking wish? Yeah, Aubrey, uh, <laughs> you get uh, one wish from I guess either Shenron or Big Long Katie, but you can... You know, I'm gonna you go, I, listen, there's no, no effect... I, Here's the thing, Shenron's married. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pose the question to Shenron, or the wish to Shenron. Uh please, uh I wish that everyone will go out and pick up my new comic book. No one left to fight. It's Dragon Ball inspired. It we riff off of all the kind of tropes and fights and characters that you know and love from Dragon Ball. And it's available the first issue is available right now from Dark Horse Comics. It's myself and Fico Osseo. You can go to your local comic book shop or search for it on comicsology.com. It's called No One Left to Fight. Aubrey, the bond between a comic book reader and your book is similar to that of a man and his wife. Oh, I love it. <laughs> or other partnership, all-inclusive Shenron endorsement, pick it up at Dark Horse today. <laughs> Also, this is a wish somehow. <laughs> kind of wish. I wish that people would pick it up. I, Shenron, pay attention. Wishes And wishes are granted. Hey, that's my move, sis. Pretty sneaky, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, you two. <laughs> Bye. I'm Big Long <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's not gone yet. That was that was Shenron leaving. <laughs> that was Kate. <laughs> I heard the bathroom and came back with this hot new book. No one left to fight. Yeah, there it is. It wow. magically appeared, but I did pay for it. Speaking of plugs, <laughs> who's got him? Yeah, who's got Alex? You want to do some plugs? Yep. All right, I got a plug for you right here. Yeah, hey, you the bird. <laughs> Bella, that's my plug. Fuck you. <laughs> that's it for me. Katie. You can find me on Twitter, at Katie Rose, or Instagram, at Olo Katie Rose. Please listen to our other show, uh, Pod Minutes to Cast Night, or the show that it is based on, Two Minutes to Late Night. Thank you for your moral support. Aubrey, you got anything else to plug? Yeah, yeah I, I, I blended it together. But yeah, I'm Aubrey Citizen on all social media. Uh, come find me, AubreyCitizen.com, and buy that fucking comic book already, please. No one left to fight. Damn buy the book. It's buy the book. Balls. Comics, grab a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. And uh, I, I haven't been on Podman's Cast Night in a little while, but 
Check it out anyway. I'll be back. It's Danzig month. It's fucking Danzig mm. month. Grab a book. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super. 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 Super.